Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we cover 1977's Kathy's Curse. Kathy was nine years old when she became an unholy terror. Kathy's Curse. Look into her eyes and feel fear. Would such a lovable child strike such terror into those who love her? My wife just had another attack. Don't make her angry. Or Kathy will strike back and drive you right out of your mind. I sent Mommy to the madhouse. The butler scared to death. I threw Nanny out the window. Now three of us are left. My daddy, my daddy, and me. 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 Look into her eyes. She has the power to terrorize. My daddy, my dolly, and me. 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 Kathy's curse. Well, we have... Uh, Layla has joined the podcast to meow about this movie. Well, there's a lot to meow about. Uh, this film was released in Canada. It has two titles. Bear with me. I'm learning French, so I'm going to say what the titles are. Uh, Un c'est gentil petit fil and Cachemere. Uh, Cachemere is Nightmares, which, you know, there's so many different films named Nightmares, right? Yeah. Um, and the other one is like a little, like a granddaughter, small granddaughter girl, weird name for the movie, I guess. I'm that translation, lose translation. Um, this film is fucking nuts. Okay. It's first of all, you know, it's Canadian because it's always fucking winter out. No matter what it is, everybody's always wearing a damn coat or I'm sorry. They're not wearing a coat when it's cold as fuck out. There's snow on the ground. You can tell it's clearly cold as fuck, but everybody's just walking around like it's nothing because they're all Canadian. They're used to it being 20 below zero all the time. Yeah, it's co-produced in Canada and in France, and it was shot in West Mont- Montreal and Quebec. Um, <laughs> I don't know who, what was going through, whoever wrote this, what they were thinking about. I have to say, I do love watching films that are from other countries especially canada because they're usually fucking crazy and this one does not disappoint oh no it doesn't and let me just tell you you know i know nowadays people complain about like oh my god that trailer that they edited that trailer to show the whole fucking movie but the poster to this okay one of the posters to this has this and this is just gonna surmise the whole damn film i sent mommy to the madhouse The butler's scared to death. I threw Nanny out the window. Now three of us are left. 
my dally, my daddy, my dolly, and me, and me. Wow, <laughs> that At least just that sums poster up everything. doesn't give it away, huh? No, I mean, come on. She has the power to terrorize. Wow, she does it that. Yeah, she does. What? I mean, this, first of all, if I... Okay, there's I don't even know where to fucking begin because there's so many different things. Okay, let's just start with the fact that one of the first spoken lines of dialogue in the movie is when the guy comes in and, says, and the girl says, Where's mommy? Your mother's a bitch. Come with me. <laughs> Like, oh shit, we're off to a good start. <laughs> She's gonna pay for what she did to you. Which I'm not sure what she did. She just left her? I don't She just left her for the other dude and she only took the son with her and she left her freaking daughter behind. So I guess, you know, he felt very strongly about that. So yeah. So basically, uh thirty years before the start of the movie, so it would have been around nineteen forty seven, the uh woman left her and this guy made him so mad. Of course, like I said, he's like, your mother's a bitch or whatever. They hop in the car. They're driving down the road. The girl says, oh, no, it's a rabbit. He swerves off the road at a very low speed, goes into the ditch, and the car explodes into flames, and they burn up. I, You know, that scene was a little hard to watch because she's alive, and he's, like, you know, busted his fucking head in the dry, like, the steering wheel, so he's all bloody unconscious. And she's like, Daddy, Daddy, the flames, the flames, the fire. And, you know. But get out the car. No, she's too busy shaking her dad, and then they both die. for no. I mean, she could have survived, like you said. And, and I hate when, and I know, you know, obviously, I don't have experience in this. This may be a thing. But it's just like you're covered in snow and there's flames. Jump out the car and you're going to instantaneously, if you do get a flame on you, like a cinder or something, you're going to be able to distinguish, you know, like blow that out with yeah. rubbing around, like rolling around in the fucking snow. Like it always bothers me when there's cars exploding in snow. I'm just like, really? Would that explode? <laughs> But of course, you know, I'm just being mad picking. Of course it would explode. It's freaking fire, like, in a car. So 30 years later, the brother that we see is moving his family back into the house that he hasn't been into since that night when his mother took him and left. Yeah, we don't see the brother at all at the beginning of the film. We just see him materialize as a grown man with his own family moving into this house, which... This is my favorite thing in the movie. My favorite scene. I mean, there's so many. There's so many scenes. Uh, Where he enters the home, okay, and all their shit is still there. Like, in perfect condition. It hasn't been 30 years. There's not baskets, you know, rotting or, you know, wallpaper coming off the fucking walls. No, everything is pristine like they left fucking, like, the day before. And he goes around the room and starts naming everything in a room. This is the sewing kit my mother used to use to hem my pants. This is my father's bookcase where all of his novels are where he used to read. And I'm just like, what? Who who does that? And also... You haven't been there for 30 years. Why would you remember these things? And but like, I'm not fucking joking. He actually does go around... A large, like the whole front, you know, uh, bottom level of the house, and like starts naming all these things off, and like talking about his little memories he has of these things. One of them actually is my favorite, but 
that scene is just hilarious. Uh, I guess I could just jump into what the hell it is that he's very attached to. So he has one real attachment and it was a goddess bisque statue. He, <laughs> he was four years old and he remembers when he was four that he really loved this, this goddess bisque statue. It's a fucking white bisque statue of a, like a goddess woman with her arms up. And he like literally just holds it in like a fucking arm. Like he decapitates, not decapitates, he amputates her arm by just holding it because, you know, it's been 30 years. So it's just falling apart. And he's so sad about this. Like who, what four-year-old, maybe a fancy fucking one, is like, my best friend and my best toy is this fucking... Tiny statue of a naked goddess. Yeah. It brought me such joy, father. What? Why did you you destroy my statue, father? What the hell? What the hell? That that shit was crazy. I was just like, someone sat down and included this in the script. Maybe they did have... Usually, you know, writers do from like things from like experience, right? Or something, you know, maybe he did have a fucking bisque white statue, you know, bisque statue that he loved. The acting is terrible. I, it's just really bad. Let's just yeah, throw that out there. Nobody it's, here is a good actor. No. They're actors, all right, but nobody's good. No, they're all, there's just really bad acting. And they have this, what is known as, because you'll have it if you put the caption on the creepy synthesized music quote unquote uh it plays the same tune plays throughout the whole fucking movie and it's just it's just strange and it's bad it's just really bad but (laughs) so he has a daughter and you know before they even enter the house there's a weird occurrence that happens the daughter is like laying on her mom's lap and she's, I guess she's trying to wake her daughter up because they've arrived or whatever. And all of a sudden there's like a jump shot back to back from the daughter in the car to like the bed upstairs that belonged to her aunt, her dead aunt, who she never met, obviously, because she died when she was a child. The covers being pulled back and forth off the bed. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, okay. And like the, she already is already getting possessed at this moment. She hasn't even stepped into the house. And like, I have so many things. I have so many questions. Now, how could she be her spirit be left in the house when the bitch died like three miles up the road in a fucking car, like in a tree? Well, she roamed the earth until she came back to the house. I mean, did, uh, maybe she was just like her brother. She was really into the fucking biz statue. She was like, I have to go back for my creepy fucking doll. Now, if I was a parent and I moved into a house, okay, where everything was furnished and I have a little girl and the little girl comes back and she comes back with the ugliest fucking doll. I'm talking about like, this is not like Annabelle. This is like worse than Annabelle. It's like a rag doll, but she has like a bobble sized head and like her eyes are like gutted out, right? But she has like long eyelashes. It's the fucking craziest looking doll. Also, just... So, you know, if you go up into the attic of any house that you ever buy or rent and there's a painting in the attic that has real fucking eyes, <laughs> like real human eyes looking out of it at you. And there's nothing behind this painting, just a fucking painting with real eyes looking at you. Get the fuck out of that house. Nothing good's going to happen there. 
Yes, get the fuck and out. And on the other wall is some weird fucking looks like, you know, medieval painting of demons and shit along the whole attic wall. You're like, oh, yeah, that's perfectly normal for a house from the 1940s. That's probably not devil worship or anything. This is my creepy synthesized music that yeah. they play. That's I'm, I'm just going to throw that in the podcast here and there. Uh, and from this point on, the daughter is possessed. She's possessed. Re, 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 possessed. She's possessed. She's so possessed. She doesn't even know what to do with herself. And the little girl, why is the, also another question. Why is her aunt, why is she mad? Like, yes, fine. She died. And that was, that, that was terrible. But why is she taking it on like her niece or the brother. It's not the brother's fault the mom was a freaking see you next Tuesday. Like, hello? Why are you mad? Why are you now possessing? Well, like, she was a little kid. Now she's a little kid, angry ghost, you know. I, it just, I have, none, none of these questions are answered. It's just, this is what's happening. There's a doll. She gets she's possessed by the doll via the doll. But now she's possessed. I, I, she can't live without the doll either. Like, anytime the doll's away from her, she has like a fucking fit. Like, I want to remain possessed. Where's my doll? I didn't get that either. Now, before we go on to the next thing, we need to talk about the fashion choices in this movie. Because, (laughs) man, everyone is wearing, like, various shades of brown. You've got your dark brown, your light brown, your medium brown, your brown brown. Everybody's in brown throughout this movie. And, And corduroy is king. It's like, here's your brown corduroy pants and your light blue, or I'm sorry, your light brown corduroy shirt. Let's just get into that. Everybody's in fucking brown in this fucking show. Except for the little girl who's usually wearing the creepy little girl red dress. But yeah, so after, you know, you find out she's possessed pretty quick. Then that's when she goes and meets the neighbor kids. They're all like, oh, well, let's all have a play date tomorrow. And I love how when the mom of these kids brings the, she comes over with them, she brings her friend, the medium. Who never gets a name. She's just, oh, I'm a medium. Let me begin to take a reading of this house. And she immediately starts seeing the creepy shit. Realizes what's going on outside, you know. Uh, This was just one of those things. 70s and 80s, there was always a fucking psychic or medium that just showed up out of nowhere. And was like, oh, I'll help you out here. Why not? Yeah, so while this, you know, while the medium is reading the house and getting creepy things, you know, from it. Then Kathy's outside, or the daughter, I don't remember her name, but we're just going to call her Kathy. She uh, is outside uh, stabbing the neighbor child in the eye with a shiv. She's got her own little shank that she's stabbing him in the eye with. Wait a second, wait a second. You just skipped over, like, the best part of that scene is when she has the kids. Okay, the girl, she's positioning them in, like, the little kid car. She's like, okay, you're going to sit here, and you're the dad, and you're the little girl, and you're going to tell, you're going to tell the little girl your mom's a, what was it? Your Your mom's a bitch. Your mom's a bitch. And, you know. You're going to be the ambulance driver that comes and collects the body. Yeah, and I'm like, what? This is what? Then... You know, she fakes the accident, but then at that time, that's when she's like, now I'm going to shiv you in the eyes. Like, and, but why would you just sit there? Like, it's not like they were five years old. They were, you should know, maybe if you see someone coming at you with a sharp object in your eyeball, maybe move away. Yeah, don't let them just do that to you. No, it's not like this girl was like, could overpower 
I mean, maybe she did have some crazy fucking supernatural strength, but she didn't really show any strength uh, like that in the film. So she could have gone away. But yeah, she terrorizes the kids. And I love how, and I don't know, you know, bless Canada. I don't know if this is like a Canadian or a French thing. The mom sees, <laughs> they all run out, okay? And they see what's happening. Like they see the little girl crouched on the floor. She's bleeding, you know, out of like, not our, our eye, but like very close to her eye, there's blood. And the son is like, we gotta get out of here. And the mom was like, oh, uh, we're just gonna leave. Sorry about that. Just like not freaking out, just grabbing our daughter, just running away. And just like, okay, see you for tea later. Like, what the fuck? Like, what, do you, what, what is going on right now? And meanwhile, the psychic lady's just like, thanks very much for the tea. It was good. I'll come back by later. She's unfazed by all this shit. That's because like, she already saw it before she even got there. She's like, I knew this shit was going to happen. I was like, is, is she the friend of the mom? Or did she just fucking show up to the house randomly like, I sensed there would be a tea party here today. Yeah, she's out of control. I just, that whole, and then there's no use for this medium at all. You think that she'd be able to come and fight against the evil power, or maybe divulge some information on like where, why she's unrested or what? Nothing. She has no... Like it was it literally the people in this film are in there just so they can either be terrorized or murdered. Yeah, cuz she eventually comes back to the house and the little girl just calls her names until she leaves. You're a female a cow. filthy cow. You're a filthy female cow. You're a dried up whore and just calls her all these names and she's like, "Stop! Stop! Just leave me alone. I won't tell anyone." Like, God damn, you folded quick. There's a little girl calling you names. Get up and just backhand her. Do something. Or the scene where she literally just keeps pouring alcohol to the current caretaker. Because, like, in all fashions, you know, the evil kids, they always got to get rid of the mom. The mom, we got to get her out of the house for some time so we can control the dad more. It happened in, like, the revival of, like, The Omen, right? Like, you know, that happened there. And we got to get rid of the mom. So that happened. So there's no one to take care of this little girl. But, you know, I'm going to leave, you know, the handyman. I'm going to leave my daughter. To be fair, they did leave here first with the nanny. Or the or the, uh, the maid, whoever it was. Well, no, that was before, before the mom left, before she got terrorized. The nanny, she did have a nanny, and then... Who immediately got thrown out the window. Yeah, she got thrown out the window. She did, she did get thrown out the window, big and time. And then was just like, well, that, that shit happens. The police are all just like, well... That's why there was no one to take care of her later on when yep. the mom went to the cuckoo house. Um, yeah, it didn't take her long to drive the mom crazy. No, it Because the mom seemed like she was already... She was like Nicholson in The Shining. She was already three quarters of the way there, and it didn't take a long time to get her over the edge. She was majorly unhinged, and that's because she had either a miscarriage or there's something happened. They had a son, and he passed away before they moved into the house. So she was in, like, her postpartum, like a weird, you know... She was dealing with that. And she was being super passive-aggressive to the dad the whole time, like, bitching at him about everything. You could tell she did not want to live there. No, and I would not want to live there either. That house was terrible. I mean, I'm not just talking about the furnishings. It was just a disgusting-looking house. I didn't care for the house. The house was mad creepy. Um, Yes, it did have to do with a lot of the stuff that was in the attic. But it was just 70s (laughs) creepy. Like, the decor is just like, ooh, no. It was you just know, one step above the house from Don't Go in the House. It was a little bit better than that, but not much. 
when you have like that, like, I don't know, it was like a reddish brown carpeting that was really big at that time. Yeah. Creepy. Like, who thought that was a good look? Yeah. So, yeah. So she's gotten rid of everyone but the handyman who's taking care of her now. And she's just pouring drink after drink. And then there's like, who lets the child pour the whiskey for him i don't know at what point were you like mm. come here 10 year old girl and pour me a whiskey and then while you're pouring and the whiskey another. sit on my lap yeah yeah it, that just dynamic was just very strange the movie has a lot of strange directions it goes in and just it's but yeah here's my favorite part of the movie is when she's pouring whiskey for the handyman like the next day after the next day she's still pouring him more whiskey and he's just looking at her and then she just makes the creepy eyes and then snakes appear all over the floor halloween three just random snakes a tarantula then there's i love how he's like sitting there calmly while the tarantula walks across his neck walks across the front of his face just looking at him like hey what's going on but then later the tarantula's on his arm. A couple seconds later, he's like, oh, God, freaking out. I would have been freaking out when that thing was on my face, not when it was on my arm. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why the delay and the freak out. All I know was that this is not CGI. So all of these fucking things were on actually on this man. And I would have been looking in terror as he was. He actually didn't even have a look of terror on his face. He was so fucking calm because he had to be. Because he had all kinds of snakes nasty creepy crawlies that was like the worst scene in the whole movie for me because i do not like any of that stuff man i was just like oh no this is just terrible and it it, why was she terrorizing him like i get that maybe she had to get her jollies off but the whole point was that she didn't want to stay anywhere else she did not want to leave the house because i think that once she left the house the her power would not be able to like affect the little girl so she needed to be at the house that was like her base so why would you do something that's going to affect you possibly leaving the house because if this man can't take care of you the dad already said i'm working and i can't take care of you which is why she ends up with the freaking handyman and i'll have to send you to stay with so-and-so if you if you can't so so behave yeah you think just behave you can you know fuck with him a little bit but not so much i mean damn she fucked this man up and i i i just just one crazy thing after another happens in this film there's that whole scene where like was it him that got skinned yes he ends up like thrown out of a window and skinned alive. So, yeah, he's not going to be watching the kid very often. No, <laughs> he is not. And you know what? I've never gotten so drunk that I've let some crazy shit happen to me. I mean, obviously not a tarantula on my fucking boob, you know, but he was like, how drunk was this man? He was pretty intense. And then this is one of those weird, this is one of those movies too where like, it goes on for a while, and then when it's over, it's just, boom, done. Yeah, at the end. I'm like, uh, okay. Like, the dad just suddenly grabs the doll, tears its eye. Was it the dad or the mom? I don't even know, but the fucking doll's ripped to shreds. And it's just, like, what? I Once he ripped the eyes out of the doll, that seemed to solve everything. And then, okay, everybody's good. Yeah. How do you explain the bodies, the skin man on the lawn, the fucking dead dog, like all kinds of terrible, like 
there's a scene where the dog is dead and it looks like someone just put like through paint and like various points to make it seem like he had been like punctured in different areas. I just love that fake thick like it doesn't even. It was clearly paint. It it's paint. It's not freaking uh whatchamacallit. Um that stuff that they use in carry, that sticky stuff. Not uh, molasses. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Caro syrup. Yeah, it's not Caro syrup. It's definitely like paint. It just looks bad. The poor dog. Hey, the dog, he, he you know, he bore through. He just laid there. He he looked dead. Um, it was like a Doverman pincher. Like, what? This is not the dog I would have for, like, if I had a family. It's like an attack dog you keep around to, you know, protect your weed stash. One of my <laughs> other favorite parts is when she has a fit and, like, she comes down the stairs normal. This is where, because the scenes are so erratic she comes down the stairs. She's normal, right? She sits at the table. The nanny, like, pours her fucking cereal. She throws the damn ball across the fucking room. Like, for no reason whatsoever. Just to fuck with the nanny, I guess. And then the nanny goes and she picks up three pieces of it on the floor. <laughs> Mind you, there's, like, it's a bowl for, like, a full of cereal. There's, like, a shit ton of pieces. She picks up the three pieces on the floor and says, Oh, well, it's all done. Uh... No, it's not all done. There's still fucking shards of fucking porcelain on the damn floor, woman. Like, and she's not even upset up. about it. It was just she's like... She's not. She's like, oops, you know, things happen. The bitch threw it. Like, she just catapulted that shit across the floor. And the nanny was just like, she had dropped her fork on the floor accidentally. It was just like, oh, well, let me get that. It was like, okay. And she's like, I don't want cereal. If you didn't want, I'll do it myself. Like, she just wanted to pour the syrup herself so then she could throw it. I mean, she could have thrown it either way, whether it was poured for her or not. If you wanted bacon and just fucking said you wanted bacon and you didn't want cold-ass fucking cereal, like, I just don't get it. What yeah, the hell was that a about? weird thing to throw a fit about. Maybe ghosts, maybe, like, possessed little girls don't like cereal. Apparently not, because Jesus Christ, she had a fit about it. And let me tell you, it was probably, like, like brand, like, oat brand yeah, cereal. Yeah, it did not look good. It was not a fun cereal. It was one of those cereals that when you saw it coming in the cart, you were like, oh, God, I'm going to have to eat a whole box of that. Yeah, it's a cereal like Ian Paswell talks about, like, Oswald, uh, uh, Pan Oswald talks about, like, the old person cereal where it's, like, granola and oats and shit. Horkin brand fiber or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you're eating when you're, like, in your 50s. That kind of fucking cereal. That's what they gave this little girl. No wonder she chucked it. I guess I can't blame her now. Yeah, I would have, too. I just, you know... What was another, like, crazy fuck scene? Um, uh, you mean from the beginning to the end of the movie? They were all crazy <laughs> fuck scenes. But nothing normal happened in this movie. Even the police were weird and creepy when they came to investigate the death. They seemed like they were kind of like, they were checked out. Like, well, I guess we gotta collect this body. They No one in this movie was a good actor. That's all, that's, the th- no one sold anything as believable remotely. No, a lot of people, I mean love this film and i've seen it quoted like it's so bad it's good i disagree with that it is i mean i guess it i guess like if you see it from the point it's so good that you're gonna laugh your fucking ass off and be like this is the most ridiculous movie ever seen well this yes. is one of those movies that if you watch it by yourself late at night it's gonna be really upsetting and just boring and stupid but if you watch it with together like we did or watch it with a group of people it would be fun as hell 
This one would play great. This one would play great in a theater, I think, with just people just laughing their ass off at it. We're just gonna put this in the drinking game section. We've I've mentioned this many times. Something you would either play in the background when you're having a party on silent, or you know you're gonna make a some kind of drinking game out of. You know, maybe every time she cusses at somebody or calls someone. Oh, you'd be fucked up if you took a drink every time she cussed at somebody because she yells at a lot of people in this movie. She has a very filthy mouth, but then again, literally the first line of the movie is the father saying the mom is a bitch. So that was probably. He started it, yeah. Yeah, that's probably basic vocab for her. You know, everything the father probably said about the mom. That's where she picked up the filthy cow. And all kinds of other crazy shit she says. And the whole like... There are so many scenes where she's like blinking in and out. Like... Yeah, she's just randomly teleporting. And the mom is just like... The mom and the nanny, when they see this stuff, are just like, no, she teleports. Cool. Yeah, they like it was a normal thing. They didn't know what kind of powers. Is she possessed? Is she... What kind of supernatural powers does she have? She has powers... That she can literally pop in and out like she doesn't have a human body. Like, what? Like, (laughs) she's able to, like, blow things. She has, like, fire starter powers where she's able to, like, blow shit and push people out fucking windows with her mind. (coughs) Like, she's able to move objects. She has a lot of, like, different... It's, like, whatever is needed for this fucking scene. That's what's going to happen and you're just going to accept it kind of thing. Yeah, they there was no consistency to it. She just did whatever the hell she wanted to. Yeah, this film we saw it on Tubi, and it's free. Oh, Tubi, bless Tubi. They they come up with the greatest shit on that channel. They do. If you want to watch some crazy shit, just flip through the fucking Tubi section, the horror section. There's all kinds of crazy. As many things as we've watched and covered from Tubi, I feel like they really should give us a sponsorship. (laughs) We love you, Tubi. Uh, yeah, we do find a lot of stuff. And actually, you said that they made, like, a special edition. Yeah, there's a special edition Blu-ray of this that came out a couple of years ago. It had been largely unavailable. People just, you know, they saw it, like, mainly it was uh, theatrical prints of it that were screened that people saw. And until, like, a couple of years ago when it came out on Blu-ray, that was the only way you could really see it. So, yeah, it's it's got its following. I give the film Two Knives. Yeah, I'll give it two knives just for entertainment value. It's not that I'm saying it's good, it's just it's fun. It, it is it is fun-esque and totally... Don't go in there thinking, oh, you know, there's going to be some resolution or, you know, this is going to be this kind of horror movie. It's like something you've never fucking seen before and it's wild and just all over the place and you're going to be It's like someone blown. was trying to make a parody of it but they forgot to be funny. Yes, I would. Intentionally funny. Ugh, I, would, I would say that. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us for another review on one of our horror picks. This one we found, like we said, on Tubi, Kathy's Curse. Thanks for listening and stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.